Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Devil's Due. Court is now in session. I am your host, Carl Duty, and with me, as always, is a man who's bouncing here and there and everywhere and is known to have high adventure that is, some might say, beyond compare. Mr. Drew Celestino. Am I, am I Tigger or something, though? <laughs> no, come on. Bouncing here and there and everywhere. Yeah. High adventures that are beyond compare. Think back to your... This is going to be re- revelant when we get to the news, but think back to your your youngin' days. I've tried to uh, repress Disney my, afternoon. my young days. Uh, gummy bears, man. Oh, dude. I, song. I ate gummy bears. I did not watch gummy bears. You didn't watch gummy bears? No. You did watch the Disney afternoon, though, right? No. What really? was on it? Like tailspin that Duck i remember tails darkwing duck Th- those i remember so Gu- then gummy bears? gummy bears was in the early very early like beginnings of the disney afternoon i i guess i missed that i, I remember all the ones you mentioned and then like gargoyles briefly batman the animated series uh, batman the animated series is not disney no i know that but <laughs> neither are the gummy yeah. bears <laughs> so no they're disney it was a disney show holy crap dude uh, you're blowing my mind right now. Um, <laughs> all right. Sure. Sure. I, oh, like, the, I like gummy bears. The, the news item we're going to have a little later is going to be pretty underwhelming for you. All right. Oh, okay. Are gummy bears involved? <laughs> Spoilers? In a roundabout way. All right. Kind of. Well, we're off to a good start. Yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're striding out of the gate. We're just like smooth sailing so far. Um, good. 30 seconds good. in this show. Yeah, I, I know, I know nothing about gummy bears. I thought they were candy, but I guess I was wrong. Disney owns gummy bears, too. Well, I'm not, I don't think the candy. I'm talking about the animated television show. We'll get there. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. Sure. Well, here we are again. Court's back in session. Time for our opening arguments. Yes. How was your week, sir? It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Uh, remember last week when I lamented that I needed a clone and... Everything was insane, and yeah. Did you did you clone yourself? Uh, no, that would be nice, but no. But I did enjoy a little weekend respite from obligations, and just kind of took her easy. It was it was very good, very good. Did you finish Iron Fist? Uh, no. <laughs> I said it was good. <laughs> Why would I want to subject myself to that? <laughs> Gonna have to finish it sooner or later. Yeah, so I hear. Um, no, I uh, Friday I, I took uh, the night and I went to uh, a local band CD release party, and uh, another fr- band from Rochester that we're friends with actually was playing as well. So they were in town, so we made sure to go see them, and uh, it was good time. Good time. Uh, memo to metal crowds. You, my friends, have some serious work to do because punk and hardcore crowds eat your lunch. Hmm. Question. Yeah. Is the metal crowd regularly infused with younger members the way punk crowds might be? Given the shows that I've, I'm talking about... Um, it's the same people. It's the same demographic okay. at the at the moment. All right. uh, generally speaking, I'd say the punk scene might skew younger, but the, there's no excuse for what I saw Friday. <laughs> These are the same age age bracket, 
And uh, the crowd was way more active than your average metal crowd who typically sits around with their arms folded much like you are right now. How uncomfortable. But you're on a podcast, I'm saying. Well, maybe with like an older metal crowd, they've kind of, you know, done the damage to the old bodies. No. They've, they've banged the head no. enough. And no. They're just... It's a collective apathy. All right. Yep. I don't know what it is exactly, but I'll tell you, man, punk and hardcore crowds are way more into it. So, uh, yeah, do better, metal crowds. You have a reputation to uphold. <laughs> and you're not doing good right now. So, anyway, that was Friday. That was fun. Uh, Saturday, uh, equally, well, unfortunately, I had to help a friend move. Yeah, yeah it was a good time. That, that, no, that's never a good time. Not bad, though. Uh, okay. Mostly light stuff, some heavy objects, and um, the bane of any move is stairs. Yep. So moving things downstairs is always a good time. So even though I didn't get to go to the gym on Saturday, which I was upset about, I got some work. You got your workout. I got the work in. Yeah. Um, Did you uh, Did you pivot? Pivot. Pivot. uh, uh, You're not getting it, but my wife will. Okay. It's a friend's reference. Okay. Um, Yes, that was all right. Nothing too crazy. Just enough. Also Saturday. Yes. I took the illustrious Lucas to the Bassett Blast in Rochester, which is a big event for ABC Bassett Rescue. Um, And it's, imagine if you will, an arena, hockey arena. Okay. No ice, just the the big empty floor. Mm -hmm. Vendors, tables, around the perimeter, big open area in the middle, and I mean, you know, big. Mm Mm-hmm. Basset hounds running free. <laughs> as far as the icons. Yep. All over the place. That's some, awesome. Some on leashes, some just free roaming. Let them go. We, right. I, I had to keep Lewis on a leash because he can yeah. be kind of a jerk sometimes. But he was good. He was very well behaved. He wore his King 2016 robe because he was the king last year. Okay. Uh, he was not king. You can't repeat. So, <laughs> But everyone had to know that he was the king last year. There's still and, the king um, to us, Lucas. And mom. Um, my mother-in-law's uh, adopted basset hound Val Valentine, who was pure for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. we still have her on the weekends, ever so occasionally. By like ever so occasionally, I mean like every weekend lately. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we brought her. She, she we let her off on her own, and she yeah. was fantastic. She had a great time, and she was very good. And everyone loved her, and everyone loved Lucas. And uh, I think they had ten bassets up for adoption, six of which got adopted at the event. So that's good. That means there's four more that need homes. So. ABC Bassett Rescue Kids. Go adopt yourself a beautiful dog. So that was fun. And uh, then I watched uh, the fourth episode of Mystery Science Theater on Netflix of the new the new Mystery Science Theater. And that's notable for one very, very big reason on episode four. Well, a couple reasons why it's, an, it's a notable episode. Okay. It's a Roger Corman movie. All right. Okay. Um, which, which movie is it? It's called Avalanche. It's, okay. It's, it's, it's bad. Par, par for the course for the show. <laughs> Roger Corman as well is bad. Oh. Uh, Mia Farrow. Still, and still, still made a better Fantastic Four movie than the theatrical releases we've had. Yeah. How about that? It's amazing. Uh, Mia Farrow and Rock Hudson. Fairly A-list for, uh, for a Mystery Science Theater flick. Uh, Mia Farrow probably up and coming at the time looking for work. Rock Hudson probably trying just to get a paycheck. Maybe, but still, it's it's notable. Yeah, no, I. But get you. Uh, this is these are you know, it, these are these are small reasons to watch the episode. The main reason you want to watch the episode for fans of The Devil's Do, you want to stick around for the credits, my friends, because in the credits 
Who's in the credits, episode four? This guy. <laughs> Me. Got your name as, as a uh, Kickstarter back. That is right? correct. So uh, stick around for that. Highlight of the episode. <laughs> Not really, but I'm in there. So that's pretty yeah. sweet to see. I, uh, it's, it's fairly... It, it's pretty weird and wild to, to see my name listed on something that means so much to me it meant so much to me as a kid and growing up and now it's like look at that i'm in there i'm on that show now forever yes That's, you are it's pretty cool it's pretty cool me and thousands of other people but still i never thought i would live to see the day where that was a thing yeah that is definitely pretty cool um Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, exactly. Pretty, pretty chill. Uh, went out to dinner with my dad, actually. Yep. And my stepmom, and my sister, and my and Jen, obviously. And we went to the Tapo. It's an Italian place across Ooh. from Big Ditch Brewery on Ellicott Street. Very good. Very cool. good. Yeah. Enjoyed it very much. Um, other than that. Would you say Italian food is the food you are most critical of when you're eating out? It's the one I go out for the least. Okay. Because I, I, I've had what I consider the best growing up at home. So it's very rare that I get the itch to go out for it when I, mm. you know. But it was good. It was, it was very good. Uh, but the main highlight of the weekend, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of ground covered there. But the main highlight for me, I kicked back for the most part and I played many hours of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't achieve anything. Play it a lot. Yep. I'm over the 80-hour mark. There's four big areas to go that I'm still plugging away at. Did you pick up Mario Kart? I did. Haven't played it yet. Hyrule <laughs> ain't going to save itself, man. <laughs> Apparently, you're not going to save it either at this I'm point. I'm at the point where it's like, I, I just want to get this game done so I can move on. Because I don't want to start swapping games around. I, I want to get this done, and then we can play other stuff. But... I, I don't know when it's going to be done. Right. It's, it's so it's it's huge. It's gigantic. Ganon knows how to pick the kingdoms to to, to take over. He takes the big ones. <laughs> it's hard to take back. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> exhale. How was your week? My week. Um, my week was all right. You know, nothing tragic happened. Uh, William is improving in his mobility. Yeah. He's like, he, you can tell he's almost about to start crawling. Awesome. So that's good. Uh, we kind of had a possible first word yesterday, but my criteria for a first word is he has to be able to repeat it. Okay. Sure. Sure. Cause like he, you can stumble into something, but can does he do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Does he know what he's doing? sure? Because yesterday, like when when I come home from work, typically, and I you know I stop off at either my mother's or my mother in law's house and pick him up and bring him home. Make sure my Julie and I make sure to spend some time with him and whatnot. And when we're just kind of chilling out with him yesterday. He just looks at me and goes, "Daddy," uh, oh, but he didn't oh, do it again. Oh. Well, and, but that's kind of in like the wheeled house of the word, the noises he's making. Okay. He'll go like dead, 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 dead. Then also go like, so, hey, it's, I'd say that's we, on, we are, on, we're not officially calling it first word because we couldn't get him to do it again. He, I got a feeling it's coming uh, and then he's going to say it all the time. Here's hoping. Here's yeah, hoping. That's exciting. So yeah, that was exciting. Um, 
kind of in a way taking a kind of pseudo cue from you, but also just general desire to be healthier. Ah. Hmm. Oh, okay. so now it's That's how I felt when I joined the gym, man. Yeah. Now I'm pretty into it. <laughs> uh, if I ever come over here and you're wearing a sweat headband, we're, we're going to have words. Oh, okay. Just saying. Cause I don't wear headbands at the gym. I don't want you to become a gym bro. I wear bandanas at the gym. All right. So <laughs> that's okay. I, I have started, uh, Julie was doing this and I started doing it, uh, like roughly end of last week, all of this week. I started drinking two glasses of matcha tea per day. Matcha tea? Matcha tea. Matcha tea. Are you familiar with matcha tea? I am not. I don't really do the tea. Matcha tea is a super concentrated, um, refined green tea. Okay. One teaspoon of matcha tea powder. Um, is yeah, it's, it doesn't even come in like the the tea bags. Mm-hmm. It's it's refined powder. Okay. So for, if I it's read the this, cocaine of teas, more or less. Uh, <laughs> if I read this correctly, one um, one teaspoon of matcha tea is the equivalent of twenty cups of regular green tea. That's pretty insane. As That's, Lucas ties himself up in your headphones. Yes, Lucas. Finding a way to be disruptive, not intentionally, but he, Lucas, uh, uh, finds a way. He sure does. Yes, he does. So, so yeah. your cocaine tea. So my cocaine tea, two glasses a day, <laughs> one teaspoon of, of powder each glass. Um, to be fair, as far as the, the effects of it go, I uh, do feel an increased energy throughout the day as well as increased focus. Okay. Um, it's also like a metric crap ton of antioxidants and, you know, like all the benefits of regular green tea multiplied by like a lot. Okay. More or less. Problem though. Problem. The taste. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it, I like green tea. You're saying it's not, not, not good? Here's the thing. It's like one of those dark green drinks. Oh. Like sludge green. Wow, okay. Yeah. Like if you were to kind of lift up Java's nether regions and kind of just stick your hand in there and scrape out what you can and throw it in a glass, that's probably what it looks like. And not for nothing, probably what it tastes like too. Oh. So I started throwing... Julie doesn't have the same problem with this I do, which well, baffles me. Not all of us are as some of us have a, a I don't know weird taste. Just, yeah, taste taste is weird. Started throwing some uh, lemon juice in there. Okay, helped a little bit. A little honey will probably do you good there. I was just about to say a friend of mine on Facebook recommended some honey. So the only problem don't the, go nuts. Yes, yeah, the honey helps. Here's the problem though. I'm going to be attempting something starting next. Actually, this coming Saturday okay. is when it's starting. Mark calendar. I'm going to attempt a 30-day sugar purge. Oh, this is, this is a good... I fully yeah. endorse this for you. Now, my rules are uh, if, it, if sugar incurs in the food naturally, yes. it's okay. Yes. Fruit, 
what have you. Yeah. Things that get converted to sugar, like rice, that's fine because mm-hmm. it occurs naturally. Anything that's processed sugar, cutting out for 30 days. Okay. I've done this once before. I did. I went for 10 days. Where do you land on pasta and bread? Is that acceptable? Uh, whole wheat. Whole, whole wheat. wheat. Okay. Go whole wheat. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Um, you can do this. Yeah. I'm, I did this a long time ago, and it, I never really turned back. I mean, like, you might not be the cranky one for a couple shows. That's okay. Like, I might be the one that, that hates everything. And, you take alcohol away from me, and that's going to be <laughs> rough, rough times, but, you know, so, good, man. So, yeah, going to be attempting that. I want to put this out there. Americans do not need sugar. We are raised on so much sugar. It's just part of, like, the American lifestyle at this point. Yeah. The world looks at us and and, and laughs because well, it's it's, it's yeah. insane. It's it's like I mentioned to you. It's been well over a year since I've been to like McDonald's, Burger King, when these things like that. That's good. Um, I've cut way down on pop. See that, like that pop's that's, a rarity. That's where I'm getting like corn syrup. Man, that stuff is like I'm not going to go like I'm not going to be the guy telling you that like it's it's going to kill you or something like that. Like it's not some kind of plague. But you don't need it, like yeah. And, I mean, and sugar, dude. We don't need sugar. Humans did not come up ingesting well, we, sugar. We need sugar on a biological level, not like in some not, form, not the but sugar, not the way we consume. Right. I mean, yeah. oh my god, dude. Sugar in, in America is just it's it's dare I say it is an epidemic. They put in everything. Yeah. And it's cheap, and they sell it to you, and naturally it tastes good. So you just yeah, more sugar, dude. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Once you off of it, you really won't want to go back to it. Like when I have anything sweet now, it's just like, oh god, too sweet. Like yeah. I have to have it in small increments. Yeah. So it gets painful. Going to be starting that. I picked Saturday. People say, well, that's an odd day to start. Nah. I picked Saturday because you know we've got going to see Guardians on Thursday. We night. sure are. Yeah, we are. Um, and then Cinco de Mayo. On yeah, Friday. gonna be a good time. So yeah. Let me think. Match tea. What's on the menu for Cinco de Mayo? I'm making tacos. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and make a tequila lime chicken. Mm. Never tried it before, so I'll try that. But my tacos are, like I say, world-renowned. But Ta- tacos are tacos, man. I'm, I'm I, can, I can usually manipulate friends into doing things they normally wouldn't want to do if I promised them my tacos. All right. So, Do you need anything? Nothing I can think of at the moment, but if it comes up, I'll let you know. Okay. So um, that was like the week proper, uh, weekend, uh, Friday night. What did I do Friday night? You didn't play oh. games with me. No, I did have a game night in my place, though. Cool. Um, a couple friends came over. Saturday was International Tabletop Game yes. Day. I met up. With Alan and Tim Book at Collector's Inn, where we proceed to find out that we were still playing Tiny Epic Galaxies wrong. <laughs> um, we're learning as we go. Yeah. Every time we play. Yeah. So, but we modified it. We following the rules now. I think, though, like I mentioned earlier, with with what we found out with the rules, it might change the game from an appetizer to an entree. Not sure how I feel about that. It's going to lengthen the game. I think. I'm not 100% sure. We could, we'd have to try it out. Yeah. Early. Yeah. To see. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, and then, let's see. Oh, I got, no, I guess that would be this week. So <laughs> Sunday, woke up. Uh, the wife and I went to church in shifts because <laughs> okay. William decided to fall asleep like right before we went to church and He's been kind of sketchy on the sleeping and whatnot lately. So hasn't been sleeping through the night every night like we like. Oh boy! Um, so I was like, okay, you go to church. I will stay here with him. You come home, then I'll go to church. We did that, and then she was feeling kind of kind of uh, cabin feverish. hadn't really gone out and done anything in a little bit. So we went out. Uh, where did we go to lunch? Where did we go to lunch? Oh, yeah. We uh, went up to the Galleria Mall, went to Five Guys. Okay. I like Five Guys. They give you a lot of fries. Can't argue with that. They do give you a lot of fries, and they're fresh cut. I mean, you can't. Again, can't argue with that. They're, she likes their hot dogs. I don't. Because they do like to cut down the middle and press nah, fry them. Nah. It, it, nah. If their burgers are good. If though. it ain't Salen's, I don't, you're not selling me. And yeah, if, it's not, if it's not Ted's, I just don't care. Yeah, their, their burgers are really good, though. Um you know what we need in Buffalo? Well, what do we need? New York. The East. In and Out Burger, man. Isn't there just like one location in no, California? No, they're all over in California. Oh. And uh, I will, having been there, I will profess, yep. That's, but it's a good chain. <laughs> I don't like McDonald's and all that stuff. In and Out Burger is pretty damn good. Not going to lie. Uh, walked around the mall. She got a, she got a Baby Groot t-shirt Aww. for Thursday night. Um, and I learned, I think I mentioned to you and Alan in, in chat, I learned that there was a GameStop exclusive mm. Akuma Funko Pop. Yeah. So my, my collection of Street Fighter Funko Pops, which once thought complete, was not complete. No, it's not. I had to give money to GameStop. It's, it's, uh, I like doing it. I, I, I know. I don't like it either. But you got to do what you got to do for the collection. Yeah. So there's that. Um, trying to think what else. I believe uh, Street Fighter 2 comes out for the Switch this month. Yes, it does. Should be fun. Should be. I won't be able to play it on those Joy-Cons. That's just... <laughs> that wouldn't be functional at all. Um, <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying... Said the master of Street Fighter. Listen. I appreciate that. I, I understand. There are certain games I'm sure Joy-Cons are fine for. Street Fighter is not one of those games. I'll let you know if I, if I get it. Um, well, Alan's going to get it. Alan's going to get it. We'll, we'll, we'll play with it. We'll play yeah. with it. Um, trying to think of what else. Sunday night. I know something I'm forgetting. Um, anyway, eh. Yesterday, got a nice little uh, letter from work. Oh? Yeah. Uh, like this month is my 10 year anniversary. Oh boy. Employer. They throwing you a party or are they laying you off? They're sending me a $150 Visa gift card. Hey, which I was kind of puzzled with because they sent me a letter saying they were going to send me a gift card. Why didn't you just send the gift card in that letter? Yeah. I yeah. mean, just, I'm just, just saying. So that means that they've put aside for you, a dollar yep. fifty a year for the last ten years. Yep. Is that right? That's not right. I don't know. Ten fifty. You're a asking year. the wrong guy when it comes to math. Math. I, I, I screwed don't, up. I don't math. Ten fifty a year for the last All right. ten years. I mean, it, you know what? I, it's, it's nice. It's nice. It's going to buy a lot of X-wing ships. Ah. Yes. I yes. see. Good. I see how it is. 
I bought I bought a Y wing this past week, mm. and I bought it simply for one of the astromech cards in the in the thing. I'm like, I'm never gonna fly a Y wing. <laughs> These things are no, there are better bombers out there. Got a B wing. All right, all right. That is, I believe. See, I started taking notes. This is good. I didn't take notes throughout the week. I just jotted down some stuff before. That's I all left. you got to do. Come yeah. in, you know, you're a professional. Comes yeah, naturally yeah. On, on the air, as it were. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to communicate with the show, if you would like to ask us some questions, which we do have this week, if you would like to make some comments or suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on the Devil's Do Podcast.com. That being said, it is time for cross-examination. Bring it. Drew, the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the Devil's Due ah. have returned. Mr. Alan Waiters and Mr. J.J. Alcimino. Both so, of them this time. Both of them. All right. All, all is right with the show again. <laughs> so here we go. Starting with Alan. Carl and Drew, you are hosting a superhero draft. Who would, you, who would be your first overall pick in the draft? And who would be your picks two through ten? Alan, we're, tr- I, I, we're trying to not hit two hours every week, Alan. <laughs> I'm not, you know, not for nothing. I think it actually would be kind of fun. Let's let's maybe uh, couch this for a moment. I might tell you my first overall pick, but I think that we could maybe get Jay and Alan on the show, and we could do a a, a, a hero draft. Could okay. be fun. Yeah. Could be fun. Just gonna put that out there. All right. All right. We set up some yeah. ground rules. Who's that, allowed? Who's yeah. not? More. But top of your head. First overall picks? Spoilers. See, here's the thing. When you're talking like a pseudo sports thing, you pick with your heart or do you pick with your head? Well, Because I'm picking with my heart. I'm picking Spider-Man. That's, it's, that's a solid pick. If, if I'm picking with my head, it's going to be Superman. Yeah. It, it kind of has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, who's... Yeah. I, yeah. He, no. Fucking Superman. My my first to be fair though, my first overall pick, Cap. 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 Screw no, you, Marvel. It, no, Drew. It's it's hero draft. Cap's not a hero anymore. Shut up. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I know what's going on right now, and I don't care. Marvel, you're, you're 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 screwing up. You know it. You know people ain't happy. Everything returns to status. Oh yeah. It, it, they're they're, the they're, they're going to hand wave this so fast. Here's the problem with that. I say that a lot, but you know what? Status quo doesn't stick around as long as it used to anymore. Uh, I guess when not. When was the last time Cap was just Cap? Because I was thinking about this with Cap specifically. Um. Well, you can kind you kind of have to go back to like the first issue of the. Of the um, uh, 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 Reminder run. Ugh. I mean, after yeah. that, it was like he uh. went to space. And no, he went to D- Dimension Z. Dimension Z, and then he got the super soldier serum sucked out of him. Yeah, there's a lot. And of- then for a long time, he was like old, but yeah. then he got the serum back for a hot minute, and now he's evil. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been a while. But that, you know what, though? That's okay. Everyone's got to go through these little weird transitional periods. Like clone Spidey for a little while was was weird. 
funny you should mention. Well, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll you know, Wolver- that Wolverine had the adamantium less period than the Savage period. Remember when they when he when he became yeah. like feral or whatever the heck that was. Uh, you know, Bruce Wayne had his spine broken for a little while. Superman was electric for a little while. It, it, yeah, you know, Cap Cap's got to be evil for a little while. Apparently, I don't know why. All right. So be your first. It would be, be cap. the cap we know and you love. Get the, you get you know what you get with the cap that you can make the argument for taking him first is the leadership aspect. Exactly. So that's I mean, Superman. And he's a powerhouse to a degree. He's not a Superman powerhouse, but he's yeah. a powerhouse. Tactical, good guy. Oh, cap. I, I, pump. Oh, you're talking about Cap. I thought. You yeah. Were, I thought you said tactical about Superman. I was like, eh, no, no, I was talking yeah. about Cap. Superman's just... That's, a, that's what Batman's for. <laughs> yes. Anyway, All right. there you go. So, question for me from Alan. Okay. If you could quantum leap into somebody, who would it be? Multiple <laughs> answers are acceptable. That's, got, that's this, a good question. That is a good question. It's also a no-brainer. I'm leaping into Donald Trump. Oh. <laughs> we're going to fix some stuff. We're going to put right what once went wrong. We're, we're going <laughs> to fix some stuff. And you know what? I have no political experience whatsoever, and I'm pretty sure I could do a better job. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to leap in Donald Trump uh, since multiple answers are acceptable. I'm going to then leap into whoever is calling the shots with the DC movies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sure. Fire Zack Snyder. Yeah. Did you see what Alan sent us about uh, Robert Zemeckis being one of the rumored directors? I did. For The Flash? I did. Did you see what I sent in response? I believe you said just give him the keys to the whole kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Forget The Flash. Just give him the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, sure. I'd be on board with that. That's okay. So, yeah. that's Those are the two I would, I would leap into. All right. Hoping that the next leap would be the leap home. Yeah. Drew. You know, he never made it home. No, he didn't. And they misspelled just, his name in the credits of the last episode. Just kept leaving. How do they misspell his name? He's the main character. How do you not make the movie Blackula starring Scott Bakula? Wow. Yeah. See? Has Scott Bakula ever been in a vampire movie? If not, why not? Because it writes itself. Know. Wow. All right. Yep. Bring it on. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm not saying Scott Bakula would play Blackula. No, that'd be in bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, maybe like a Van Helsing descendant or something, but yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Drew. Uh-huh. Do you think man is upsetting the balance of nature? We live in a world where machines rule us like Terminator via Skynet. Or will we live in a world where machines rule not, rule us like Skynet, or will we revert to a primitive time like in Zero Horizon Zero Dawn? Hmm. Well, we're definitely screwing up nature, big time. Um, sorry, science deniers, but the facts are out, and yeah, we we're, yeah. we're 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 wreaking some havoc, and you really can't fix it easily the way we're going, and uh, we don't really have anywhere else to go. So you know. Maybe maybe killing our, our the rock we live on is not the best move. Hope, I don't know. Hope y'all like the movie Waterworld. Eh, you know. What do I know, though, right? Anyway, so let's see. Will the Terminators get us, or will it be kind of more of a, a, a wasteland? Well, 
seeing as, you know, Siri and Google Assistant work for crap, I'm not too worried about Skynet right now. I'm more concerned about humans just basically nuking each other into oblivion, and then we just have, you know, the Mad Max tribalism going on. Yeah, but also keep in mind that government technology is always 10 years ahead of what is available (laughs) to the public. (laughs) Oh, you're adorable. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You give the government way Military too much technology? Credit. Come on. Uh, weapon technology, sure. Uh, computer technology, yeah, no. No. Unlikely. So, is that your final answer? Final answer, we're going to be a bunch of tribal warriors. There's going to be hockey masks involved. Lord Humongous will be there. <laughs> it It's, it's going to be bad. Uh, so, look for that. It's going to be a good time. Okay, moving on to Mr. Gelsomino. Drew and Carl. Hi. What job would you want the least? Mm. GM of a Buffalo sports franchise under Terry Pagula. Oh, God. E. Honda's towel boy. Ooh. Oren Ishii's hairstylist. <laughs> Co-pilot with Harrison Ford. Oh, Jesus. Or law officer in old Detroit. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going with Honda's Towel Boy you know based what? solely on survival probability. I think you would live with Honda. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I will live. The other ones, yeah. You know, I thought I said, which one would you least like to have or most? What's the question? Which one, oh, which one would you want the least? Yeah, okay, yeah. see? Mm, I think then it comes down to Harrison Ford and Cop in Old Detroit. I'm with you there. Um, knowing what I know about Old Detroit. I'm going with, yeah, I'm going to... I'll take I'll my chances with Han. <laughs> I'll fly. I'm co-pilot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can have people call me Chewy. That's that's good. Silver lining. Silver. Do lining. you see the irony here of this though, with Harrison Ford in the, in the plane thing? <laughs> What's that? Indiana Jones. He wasn't acting. <laughs> fly. Why? Yes. yes. Land. Land? No. no. <laughs> oh my god that's awesome that's amazing that's awesome okay do you think he has to take flying lessons from john travolta to learn how to, fl- to land a plane so, so yes so what you weird. gotta do you it's gotta, so you gotta land the plane up, oh my god up <laughs> down <laughs> who <laughs> boo up down, down. <laughs> that's great that's that's fantastic Oh, that's magical. Okay, Carl, given the nature of last <laughs> week's questions and your concern, there were no questions last week, Jay. You didn't send any. <laughs> and your concern, I will change my line of questioning. Okay, so he's gone from, you know, murder, Mary, or, yeah, murder, Mary, screw, mm-hmm. to snuggle, lifelong cuddle, or eviscerate. What? It's the same thing. Yeah, I don't what the man sent me all right uh chrissy watkins post attack chrissy watkins was the uh first victim of the jaws franchise oh the the very first one eaten in the very first movie you could have told me she was some new teen actress and i'd believe you the kittner boy ah yeah see that one i know yeah or the fancy shark hunter from the tube and sea world um, I guess I will snuggle with 
uh, what's left of Chrissy Watkins cuddle with what's left of the Kittner boy and eviscerate the fancy shark hunter and the, the tube and sea world. Okay. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Way to take that question. True. Yeah. When we go to Toronto on Sunday, what time do you think we should leave? <laughs> also, it has to be addressed on the show, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Also, can you just make sure you remember your identification before we hit the border? Like, um, really, Jay? This couldn't be handled in a text message? I guess not. This is show-worthy material? I, I guess this is show-worthy. Yeah, so Jay and I are going to the uh, Ring of Honor New Japan Pro Wrestling crossover show in Toronto on Sunday, and we're very excited. Um what time should we leave? Probably about three, I'm guessing. Oh, um, also, did you did y'all know that I'm going to be in a wrestling event the night before? As in, I will be in the event, in are, the ring. Are you going to be wrestling? Because I've seen some of your matches online. They're not very impressive. Um, you haven't seen any matches of mine online. You've seen incidents of mine online. Uh, no, I'm not actually going to be wrestling, but I'm going to be the personal ring announcer for Salvatore Morocco. Nice. So it's going to be fun. Cool. Got a whole spiel worked out. Work and heal, like I do. Uh, and I think I can remember to, uh, yeah, I can remember to uh, bring my identification, just in case my force powers don't work at the border. Have you forgot your identification in the past? No, I don't know why he's being so weird about it. There's no precedent here. I've, I'm good. I, I'm good at this. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're good here. Thanks, Jay. For the reminder of things that are in my wallet already. Well, that does it for cross examination, ending on a you know very mundane note. <laughs> uh, if you want to send us text messages, <laughs> send them to. Okay, so we've got a very light case files load this week. Now a lot of news happening, and then we've got some Daredevil comic reviews. Yeah, we'll get you caught up on the Daredevil comic series. I forgot the the order there. But- Okay. So for the uh, case files, there was a <sighs> T the I guess you would call it a teaser uh, posted today on the social media by the defenders accounts teasing the return of Electra. That's which is yeah. not a surprise. We all kind of knew. Did we know? Yeah, she had been cast. See, I don't follow that stuff, so I I. I presumed nothing. Yeah. I, I, I assumed that the defenders are are uniting to defend against the hand, which might lead you to think that Electra would be involved. Yeah, if but the, I didn't. If they're you know, holding true to what the hand's capabilities are, sure, then they can, you know, flip the on switch on her again, and she's going to be just like for them. Yeah, just like the the Meacham drama or whatever the hell. Yeah, I haven't finished it. I don't care. Uh, I'll get there. Yeah, Defenders, man. Let's bring it on. Hey, you know what? I like that little Electra teaser better than the Elevator teaser. How about that? Okay. So take that <laughs> for what it's worth. Okay, so yeah, that came out today. Um, the other thing, not so much like a news thing that was announced. Um, I found it very interesting. I thought you might find it interesting until I did my whole opening thing and then just kind of... Didn't know. I didn't know the gummy bears were. Okay, no, it's fine. They're, Sorry, I'm not man. Holding it against you. Um, so earlier today, one of the uh, podcasts I listened to, and I've mentioned them on the show before, is a podcast called Laser Time. 
And there, in their episode this week, they were talking about the history of the Disney afternoon. Okay. Because a lot of these guys used to work at Capcom. And you know, or you know, like, remember we discussed, I think it was last week at Game Night or the week before that, that like the Disney afternoon collection just yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, DuckTales, DuckTales 2, Chippendale, Chippendale 2, Tailspin, and Darkwing Duck. And so today on their episode, they had an interview with the creator of Darkwing Duck, a gentleman that goes by the name of Tad Stones. Okay. And interesting thing he mentioned, he said that originally he did not, he said that the launch pad McQuack in Darkwing Duck was not the same launch pad McQuack. You know in what? Duck I've Tales. seen that said before. He said before. they existed in different worlds. So, but then he continued he continued on and he revealed that the new DuckTales coming out. Yeah. Apparently the creators and and story writers of the show um have been given carte blanche to use anything in the Disney animate afternoon ah, animated world, so, with the exception of Chip and Dale. Oh. They can't use Chip and Dale because apparently there's a movie in development or something. Hmm, okay. It's one of those things that have been in development for so long, but you so, know, so, always backburned. So he said that one episode of the new DuckTales series involves them discovering a long-lost vial of gummy berry juice. Now, since you never watched the show, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll explain it to you. In the show, the gummy bears would drink the gummy berry juice, which would enable them to bounce and jump for like great distances and high levels. If a human drank the gummy berry juice, they became super strong. Okay. So, yeah. I just thought that was kind of neat that, you know, yeah, we hear a lot of... Uh, we want to create, you know, a connected universe and everything. And nowadays when we hear that, we're kind of like, uh, really, can you just, <laughs> just tell a story? But hearing this, I'm like, awesome. Okay. okay. Can we get a gizmo duck, Darkwing duck team up? I was literally just going to ask you that. That yes. would be great. That would, that would be, be fun. awesome. Um, or, do, you know. Do you remember do I the remember? code word? To activate the gizmo duck suit. Blathering Blatherskite? I there believe? you go, sir. Ah, uh, look at me remember my childhood that I tried to repress. <laughs> Guess it wasn't all bad. No. No. It wasn't. No, it was pretty good up until it was like junior high. Then it got awkward. Anyway. Why'd it get awkward for you? Well, because that's when you become like, you know Junior High is like when you become self aware. Previous to that, you're just a kid. You don't really care about anything. You're just kind of doing your thing, and you think you're normal. Yeah. Then you had junior high, and suddenly, like, ah, uh, so weird. I want people to like me. I want girls to like me. Everything I do is wrong, and it gets really awkward and weird. Maybe it's just me. I was just the whipping boy in junior high because I was the fat kid in class. Ah, so I, I was. Yeah, I I took solace in heavy metal and comic books, so it worked out okay for me. But thirty. I still do. So, so I still I mean, cry myself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> 35 years old. Cry yourself to sleep today and then go gant you in pillow. <laughs> Head! Move! Oh, boy. I'm not kidding. That's like Sputnik. Three people get that, by the way. 
That's okay. That's okay. That's, that's for them right now. That's okay. Hey, by they the way, I just noticed you yes. shaved the beard. I did. I missed the beard. I, I you missed the beard. Yeah. I was just you, kinda, you rock. You rock a fine beard. I appreciate that. Uh, I the facial hair is in a state of constant flux. I don't stick with one <laughs> thing for too long. Okay. But I'll tell you what I did. It's funny you mentioned it. I'll tell you what I did. Um, I've never really been one for mutton chops or like long sideburns or anything. <laughs> so that's what I did. Oh, um, I shaved. I shaved so that like the the sideburns came down to a point. Oh my god! To a point, and then I had just the the mustache and the the. You went full Fu Manchu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should. Do, um, oh yeah, you got to do that. No, <laughs> because Drew, I enjoy <laughs> sex with my wife. Oh my god! And as soon as I walked in the room, <laughs> I got the look, and then I nope. <laughs> just about faced. Walked right back and just Sorry. shaved off the side. I'll tell you what. This is what I'll do. I'll grow the beard back, and then for one of our game nights, I'll just go, like, real creepy. Real, like, van with a urine-stained mattress and a creepy. Is that what you want? Um, want some candy, little boy? No, 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 no. <laughs> but if you, if you could rock the, the Lemmy... You know, James Hetfield, nineteen ninety one. I should. Oh, that man, would be that would be the way to go. Yeah, but yeah. All right, folks. Admittedly, we are a little bit behind on Daredevil, the comic book, but we're playing catch up uh, this episode. We've I'll got- be honest with you. Uh, after reading these two issues, you haven't got to open those. I can. We can pretty much wheel and deal on these because they're telling a pretty straightforward story, and I can get you caught up real quick. I. I don't remember much of issue 18. Okay. Issue 19 I read this week, so I'm pretty good on. But uh, 18 sets up 19. Well, yeah, I know, but I still just want to... Well, you're worried I'm going to bend your... No, no, no. I'm just, you know... I know I handle a comic. I know. It's not your first comic know, rodeo, I know sir. I T.S. Quint. <laughs> Touch I handle comics in seventh grade. No, you want to play Little League instead. All so, right. kids, remember last time we talked about Daredevil comics, we told you that Daredevil's secret identity was... Was past tense, public knowledge, as in everyone knew who he was. Um, through a series of misadventures, his identity got out, and he just decided to own it and say, you know what, yes, I am Daredevil. Come at me, bro. He went to California for a while, had some adventures, now he's back in New York. The thing is, now he's back in New York, and now no one knows he's Daredevil. And we wondered, how come? Why? Why? Well, finally, Daredevil, the comic book series, is going to tell us how and why that happened. And I guess I should have saw it coming, I guess, but I didn't. How? Why? Well... It's starting to come into focus is the how. The, the purple man's involved, kind of. Yes, and the purple kids. The purple children. Do we got to give everyone the primer on the purple children? Um, I think we've glazed over in the past, so probably an introduction proper would be in order. Well, the purple man, we know, from Jessica Jones and from Daredevil, he... Uh, is the guy who can make you do whatever he wants just by telling you to do it. He has some kind of weird power. That's his power. Yeah. He tells you to do something, you have to do it, however horrible it is. Well, <clears throat> he also has five kids that he bred over the years, and when they are in close proximity to each other, they're as powerful as he is, and they can make you do things as the well. More so powerful. More so powerful. He is. And when they are in proximity to him, he himself becomes more powerful as well. Yes. Well, the kids are back, knocking on Matt's door. Well, not so, so much. 
not so much knocking, but like banging frantically in order to escape a mob. Yes, this is uh, accurate. And not all of them, though, just two of them. Yes, because the others, as we learn, are in control of the purple man. Are they in control of him? Or are they or, in are, his, are under, under his the control. control of the purple man? Yeah. Yes. So I liked, I liked issue 18 because it was, again... Friend of the show, uh, Ron Garney. Yeah. Great artwork. Uh, Did you notice the Sin City uh, homage panel of Purple Man in his cell? Yeah. There's a a cell from uh, the the Hardigan story in uh, the Yellow Bastard story. Yeah. That's very similar. Yep. I see what you did there. (laughs) So, but yeah, issue 18 is more or less uh, set up for issue 19. Um, Issue 19, different artist. Different artist. And very interesting issue. Very introspective. Introspective. Issue in a lot of ways. We get to see every version of Matt. Yeah. As he's visiting a bar inside his own psyche. With the Purple Man playing the bartender. Because at the end of issue 18, Purple Man takes control of Matt. Yes. And so this bar, the, the patrons of this bar are every version of Matt we've come across in his history. Yep. Um, we have proto daredevil, the black, if you've watched daredevil season, season yep. one, you know, black suit, black, uh, head bandana. Yep. We have, um, original costume, yellow and brown. Daredevil. Watcher, watchers of the show might not know what you're talking about, but, uh, do your homework kids go on the internets and look up daredevil original costume and you'll yep. see what he used to wear in his very first appearance. Yes. Then we have the Daredevil, which we've known to come to know and love, Red Suit. That's Daredevil. the one and true Daredevil. Yep. And then we've got the uh, 1990s Daredevil with the armor. And yeah. Not, not for nothing. I remember early on in our show, we discussed the armor suit. and Among the 90s suits, it was not It holds up more today than some redesigns. Mm, yeah. yeah. Like the cap armor, for instance. Eh, puke. Yeah. And then we also have the red suit, three-piece suit, during ah, yes. the more recent run. Don't forget uh, when he opens up his uh, his suit coat to reveal the shirt that says, I am Daredevil. Yes. No, I am not Daredevil. Um, This one says, I am Daredevil. Does it? Yeah. Right. But it's homaging that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it was kind of cool. And... Uh, so basically, the Purple Man's new gimmick, instead of making people do what they what he wants them to do, he's bored with that. His new yeah. thing is he wants to make people do whatever their whatever thing that they absolutely would never do. What's their deep dark secret desire? Yes, and he makes them do that, and that's what he does for his enjoyment now because he's a weirdo. And he tell you, basically corners Matt and says. You know, what is your worst fear? What is what is the thing that you would never do? And the different iterations of Matt's psyche or whatever, the, they all kind of have different answers. But Matt's narration throughout the book indicates like the key to surviving the Purple Man's instructions are to be absolutely resolute in yourself and to know yourself yeah. and to keep yourself centered on who you really are. Because in the past... It's mentioned in, I believe, in issue 19 that Matt has been able to resist 
the purple man's abilities. Yes. But now he has a machine that he plugs the kids into. It's amplifying his abilities. dramatically amplifies his abilities. Now, Matt overcomes. Yeah. And he beats the purple man. Yep. Again. But the kids remark, hey, he saved us. We should do something for we him. We should do something for him. Which, you think about what the machine is, think about what the kids can do, you kind of see, it's kind of safe to say we can see where we're going with yep. this. And uh, like I said, <coughs> I we when, we when this whole thing started, when, when Charles Sewell, Sewell, sure. Sewell, Sewell, Sewell so we have him on the show, and he clears it up. Yeah, we we, we'll just, we, we don't know. Uh, we asked, how how is it that everyone forgot? Yeah. Well, as soon as those purple kids showed up at his doorstep, it was like, oh. Yep. He kind of knew right away where it was going to go. And that's really clever, and I that's pretty smart. But it's not always destination, because the journey can be fun, too. Absolutely. So far, um, this run of Daredevil is, is good. good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, berets off, Mr. Soleil. <laughs> It's um one of three Marvel books I'm reading. Four. Yeah. Four. Uh, Daredevil, The New Iron Fist. Okay. How's that? Because I, I have a couple issues I haven't read them yet. It's better than the last Iron Fist series they did. I don't remember. Which one was that? It, was, it came out just like a couple years ago. Okay. You didn't even... I remember you didn't even do the first issue. Wow. Okay. Like, I can't remember what it was about it that turned you off right away. It might have been the artwork. Wasn't it kind of quirky or... I don't know. Something is telling me, I think maybe Reminder wrote it. That, well, that's, which, that's, which one why, to, that's one I way mean, to give me to not buy a comic book. Show. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Daredevil, Iron Fist, Amazing Spider-Man. Actually, no, there are a couple others. Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. And Champions, okay. which is still really good, really enjoyable. I'm, uh, but there was a new number one I picked up this week. Oh, Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, number one. How's how's that? Uh, no, no, no. We're not going to be doing issue two. Okay, yeah. What's his deal now? He's back, but he's not back. But he's back. Um, it is the the tortured Ben Riley clone that did the whole. Um, the what was it? The big story arc they just did. I don't know. Uh, oh man, what was it? Something uh, where he was bringing all the dead people back to life. They weren't clones, but they were like slightly more than clones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. Oh, dead no more. Sure. Yeah, dead no more was the storyline they did. Okay. So originally you thought it was the jackal, but then it turned out it was the. Ben Riley Spider-Man clone because the Jackal had gotten a hold of him and driven him insane by killing him. Didn't he? And, didn't he reduce to dust? Yeah. See, here's what here's what happened. <laughs> what? How, how did he? I know. I know. Comic but books, here's, everybody. Here's what happened in the relaunch of the Spider-Man book. Yep. Way, one of its many relaunches, issue seventy-five. They decided to. Uh, clear up the who's the clone, who's the real one, and they killed Ben Riley. Air finger quotes killed uh-huh. Ben Riley, and yes, he dissolved in the powder. But after that was all done, everyone was you know looking the other way. Uh, Miles Warren showed up, the Jackal, who was 
Did he have a broom and a and a pretty and a much dust, dust pretty pan? much? And he wanted to find out why Ben Riley didn't degenerate like all the other clones did. So he re he brought Ben Riley back with that material. Just just and then killed him. Just and then brought him back again. And then killed him and brought him back again. So on and so forth for years. And this drove uh, Ben Riley insane. And, and it, it, okay, yeah. um, is is Ben Riley a hero or a villain right now? As a result of all of this, he's crazy. He's not definitively either or. Okay, but like he has multiple personalities. Of course he does. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Not doing issue two. Okay. I and it was I was aggravated because it was uh, Mark Bagley doing the art and Peter David doing the writing. That's a solid team. That's a solid team. I'm just like they're like, oh, what would it be like if Peter Parker was crazy and not quite a hero? You would be superior Spider Man. We have already done that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm. My Marvel and superior Spider Man was good. My Marvel list right now is 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 Daredevil, Punisher. And not for nothing, Punisher is not. Oh yeah, that I'm still good. I'm still reading Punisher. I've got it's losing I'm like, me. I'm it's reading, losing me. I gotta be honest. I'm getting it just, just to show that I I want a Punisher book to exist. But man, it's boring. It's me. boring. It's not good. And it, the the friggin' the uh, keyword uh, swearing drives me crazy. Just make it a Max book. Yeah, let him swear. Yeah, especially since they put a mature readers label on the book. Yeah. On a, but it's not a Max book. Yeah. So what's the point? I don't know, whatever. So Daredevil Punisher are my are my main two. Um, unworthy Thor I'm enjoying because Aaron on Thor is always good. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, wow, that that might be the, the gist of my Marvel experience right now. Cause I'm just, and Star Wars. But st- yeah, but are those Marvel, but yeah. you know what I mean? Um, Star Wars still good. Yeah, it's okay. It's pretty good. So yeah, Marvel's not really doing. So neither of the big two are really doing anything for me right now. I'm still really enjoying DC, Batman, I'd, Superman, Green Arrow, uh, Flash, um, yeah. Hal Jordan, and the Green Lantern Corps. They're all solid. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, yeah. new, uh, me, new Bane series starting. Saw that coming by, by Graham by Nolan. Graham Nolan and, and Chuck, and Chuck Dixon. Dixon. The creators of Bane. Yeah. Could be worth my, it. My, I, you know what? Here's what. I'll probably check it out and trade when it comes out. Okay. Probably not going to do single issues of it. Uh, I will say this, man. Like Graham's style is a style that is like almost going away in comics. Which is unfortunate. And it's I was going to say, it, it's really unfortunate because yeah. he has a, a great comic book style like it's mm-hmm. it's 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 great but yet artists now don't seem to i don't know it's it our, comic art's gone through like a weird transition and very few guys really stand out anymore but his still yeah. does his pops he's got that pop mm-hmm. and you don't see that a lot anymore and that's yeah. so strange to say because there's i read so many well not as many comics as i used to but i don't know art 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 goes in phases and i guess right now we're kind of in a bland phase so if not, if nothing else i'm sure that that bane series is going to look fantastic did you ever read that 
because uh, I know you got the first issue, because I mentioned it on one of our past episodes, that Reborn series from yes. Image. Yeah, yeah, Greg Capullo and uh, yeah. Mark Millar. Boy, they're, uh, it's okay. It's, yeah. It's okay. Millar is... It's, it's enough to get me to buy all six issues. You know what it is? This is Mark Millar in a nutshell. Mark Millar comes up with just enough of a concept and an execution to pitch a movie. That's all, his, that's all they are. Kick-ass, oh, Nemesis... All I know, them. I know All the them. rights have been acquired. I really hope Starlight gets made new movie. Oh, so you haven't heard the rumor? Oh God, why well, gotta, why well, gotta dash? No, no, you're gonna like this. You're gonna like this. Now you got that look on your face, though. Like you're saying, I'm gonna like it, but you know, deep down, I'm gonna hate it. No, 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 no. You're, you're gonna like All this. Right. What do you got? So Starlight, yeah, is apparently in development. They're trying to make a movie of it. Do you know who they want to cast as as the lead? Think about Starlight's story now. Yeah, the, the, the guy who was on the planet and he was the, he was the hero of the planet for a long, long time. Then he had to come back to Earth. Yeah, so he's an older guy. Yeah, it's like basically what happens when Flash Gordon isn't Flash Gordon. Anymore. More, yeah, kind of like that. Uh, the Rock. No, I'll give you one more guess. Um, Seth Rogen. But I tell you, all right, nope, that's not that's not correct at all. Because I'm banking on Hollywood to screw this up. What if I told you they want Sylvester Stallone to be the lead? Oh, God, I'd rather have Seth Rogen. What? Are you out of your mind? That's gonna be awesome. That's perfect. No. Come no, on, not. man. Yes, it is. If okay. I if I had to cast that role. Yeah. It's gotta be an older guy, man. Yeah, it's gotta be an older guy. Um You know what? You're probably gonna pashaw me, but you, Kurt, just, you just poo-pooed Sylvester Stallone. Kurt Russell would be better. Um Ed Harris would these be are, really good. These are solid choices, but they um, lack the certain Ten years ago, Clint Eastwood perfect. Perfect. We're not there though. Yeah, I know. So I think Sly's gonna he could not he could rock yeah. this. Definitely recommend, folks. If you haven't read Starlight, go out and pick it's, up the trade. It's, it's definitely it's one of Millar's really better good. better books. It's better than I'm sorry, I'd but I'd be like, rolling tears at the end of the first issue. Wanted and and you know, eh, these are these are meh. Meh. <laughs> uh, Starlight's one of the good ones. Yeah. Um <laughs> Starlight. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> First uh, I see tonight I'm okay with this I'm not, I'm not gonna lie um, I'm not Greg Capullo though Where you were going with Reborn uh, I think is that Greg Capullo's art is very distinct as well Yeah um, Yeah but I, you know I find that if you, if you have any sort of really identifiable and distinct style these days You're probably not working at Marvel or DC You're probably no. doing good work on, on no. uh, yourself Marvel is Marvel has a couple of good artists, um, especially like on on Champions. Uh, Humberto Ramos is doing. He's Champions. very good. Sure. Um, the amazing Spider Man artist escapes me at the moment. Uh, obviously, friend of the show Ron Garney. Yep. Um, but the house style is pretty much prevailing. They're starting to develop a house style. Well, they did. They DC, had it for years. DC still had, for as, as good, as well-written as the books are, they still very much have a house style. Yeah, DC's more notorious for that than, than anybody. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, not, it's not 
bad. No. It's just there's no difference between the books. And that's, yeah. That's not a good thing. Because the visual language is just as important as the words on the bubble. Yeah, that's why they're comic books. Like, yeah, I, I, I like books that have a, a you know a flair. Every book should kind of have its own thing going on. So the the Iron Fist series, and and you know it's been a while since we talked comic books proper, like just what we're reading and what we're enjoying. So I, I'm okay with this going a little longer. The Iron Fist series, I'm enjoying it. Um, I, what's with the tracksuit? That's like the alternative to the disco collar that they've come up with. But the disco collar, it's got the disco collar. Then I have no idea. <laughs> it's a tracksuit with the disco collar. I'm going to go ahead and just guess that they're trying to evoke some Bruce Lee and the yellow tracksuit imagery through Iron Fist. Which is funny because the, the story's kind of taken an Enter the Dragon yeah. sort of path. Okay. Um, I'm, in, I'm, like, I'm enjoying it, but it's just like... I don't like the tracksuit. Okay, well. Just give him what he had in the brew break run. All right. It was fine. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. So, yeah. What else are you reading that you're digging right now? Um, Most of the same stuff I've talked about before. Uh, Lazarus um, by Greg Rucka and uh, Michael Lark is... Fan- or is it Steve Epting? Ooh, I want to get that right. Ooh, boy. Hold on. Let me double check. It's, it's right behind me. Um, yeah, Lazarus is really good. Um, I'm also really, really digging uh, this book by um, Jeff Lemire called Descender, and uh, that's like a space opera, more or less. And um, as a space opera, it's as like we are if, known to like, if you uh, if you've played Mass Effect, especially, I think. Um, it's it's right up your alley because it it it's very very Mass Effecty. Yeah. But it's also got uh, you know man machine. Um, it's got some hints of uh, AI, the movie AI. Okay. Um, hints. Don't don't yeah, be yeah. afraid. Don't mm-hmm. don't. Hey, but we stunk. I'm not gonna read that. But no no. It's trust me. It's different. Yeah. It, it's good. Uh, so yeah, Lazarus, Greg Ruck, uh, Greg Rucka, and Michael Lark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lazarus is a fantastic comic book. And it's picking up steam, and they're leading into some big, bad stuff. So it's pretty good. Um, what else am I reading? It's all here. It's all here, man. Oh, the new Brubaker um, 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 uh, Sean Phillips series, Kill or Be Killed. Kill or Be Killed. Okay. Right when you think you know what Brubaker and Lark, or I'm sorry, <laughs> Phillips are going to do next, because they definitely, they work together all the time. Yeah. Pretty much exclusively together nowadays. And they, you know, Brubaker loves him pulpy noir fiction. Mm-hmm. So the criminal books, fantastic. Uh, the the fade out, um, also fantastic. But, you know, they're all kind of similar in that they're like pulpy crime stories. Kill or Be Killed is modern, and it's got a more modern voice. It's still pulpy, but there's a, there's a slight unreliable narrator possible supernatural angle going on okay possible yeah um but it's a really well told story so far and uh dude brubaker can spin a yarn so plain and simple i'm also reading paper girls by brian k vaughn Mm -hmm. who also writes saga which i'm also enjoying this these these are my jams now like invincible still by kirkman um which we are now entering like the final Final the run. final run. I'm gonna be sad, man. This is not good. 
but it is what it is. Uh, this is the stuff I, I go to first. This, this, this stuff ends up at the top of my read pile before any of the Marvel DC stuff. I just... Yeah, I don't get excited about the Marvel DC stuff anymore like I used to, but I as soon as I get these new creator books home, I read them because I want to see what happens in them. Oh, and before I forget the new, I will say uh, it's a DC book. It's not a core DC book, but it's a DC book. The new Doom Patrol still good. I really enjoy it. Awesome. It's, it's like you could almost tell me Grant Morrison wrote it, and I'd believe you. Alrighty. So Gerard Way basically picked up the pieces of Morrison's Doom Patrol and. He took the toys out of the toy box, and now he's playing yeah. with them. But he is doing new stuff with them. But it's still very, like, very spot on. Cool. So I'm enjoying that. I'm still reading Archie. Archie? The Mark Wade Archie. How's that going? Still good. Okay. Still, like, a good, solid, enjoyable read. Um, And uh, I believe starting soon will be a Street Fighter versus Darkstalkers. Okay. So that's that'll... Scratch the fanboy. You know, I'm kind of that. finding out, like in a, in a weird way. <clears throat> Hopefully, I, it will be better than Street Fighter Cross GI Joe. <laughs> that was terrible. Um, and that's weird because like they feel like that could work on paper. It didn't. Yeah, that's that's a shame. Um, I've I've drawn that line between like wrestling and comics and stuff before. How like you know it's just content now, a lot of a lot of filler, yada yada. So you're not reading the WWE comic? No, no, I'm not. That's a that's a layer too far for even me. But um in a similar fashion, um once you realize that there's life beyond the big fish, life gets better. Yeah. So what I mean by that is like once you get outside of WWE and you find Lucha Underground and you find NJPW Lucha. You go like, oh, there's cool stuff going on. Yeah. That's better than this other mm-hmm. big thing that gets by because it's the big thing. So, like, wrestling has that. And you get outside. And it's a whole new world. And it's exciting. It's fun. Comics, I'm kind of figuring out, or I have figured out, and it's proving true more and more, to me anyway. Once you kind of get off the big two, you know, pipeline, you're like, oh, my God, look at all this cool other stuff out there that's interesting and, and pushing boundaries and yeah. Breaking new ground, telling good stories that have satisfying conclusions and stuff. I, yeah, I like it. I like it. All right. Comics. That being said, yeah, it's good to get back to comics. We're we're. Uh, I think it was. Was it the week that like winter happened all in three days that we were supposed to record the la- the last review and just got pushed off and some. Anyway, we're going to be more regular with comic reviews yeah. as you the listeners have requested we have um and i think keeping it a good place to start keeping it on theme with the show we have yep. these these daredevil comic series uh bullseye electra and kingpin kind of yes. happening so we can maybe start hammering those out one at a time uh as we go on here all righty that being said that being said Let's get back to the sweet, sweet goodness that is Daredevil Season 2. Yeah. With Episode 6, Regrets Only. So, Drew. Yeah. Is it just me or were you thinking kind of Quentin Tarantino-ish in the opening of this little episode? Bit. Little, 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 little bit. A little Kill Bill-ish? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Get a little biker montage. A little bit. Yeah. Poppy music in there. And, you know, not not for nothing. But uh, do we know that there's not 88 of these guys? We don't the, know. The crazy 88. And we, we have no idea as to the their mental 
status. No. Whether or not they're sane or crazy. That, that's correct. That's, yes. that's very correct. Yes. But we do know that they're going after Electra and Matt in the, in the building, the apartment building. Oh, we picking up Picking up we after fight. the cliffhanger we're, from last we're, week. They're, they're making up for a distinctive lack of action in the last episode by hitting the ground running. Yeah. Emphasis on hit. Yes, a lot of hits, a lot of punchy, kicky, flippies. We get we get some ninja action here. Yes, and Daredevil in his new new awesome suit, beating the crap out of, yep. uh, of Yakuza. And as if we as if it hadn't been established before, we could see the first um, in costume, for lack of a better phrase, action of Electra. We'll we call knew, it. We'll call we it. Knew in she was kind of a fighter from the flashbacks, but this. Definitely shows. I love the one guy who's just like kind of sitting on the kitchen counter, just like casual. You know, I'm gonna pick my spot. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna rush into this. Yeah. And then he gets beaten up with the rest of them. Well, I think Lucas wants to come. In. Of course he does. He wants to bug us, like he does. He's he's Lucas. He's Lucas. We are like the buzzings of flies to him. All right, a child. Yes, <laughs> child. Anyway, so um, Matt is now basically dragged back into Electra's sphere. Yes. And the next scene we see is them at a diner. And she's Matt, like... Matt wants answers. Yeah. Electra just has ultimatums. Yeah. And she basically admits that she's been lying to him the whole time. And Matt's like, yeah, what else is new? Yeah. How is this different from any other of our interactions? But he does agree to help her. For the cost of pie. Yeah. She wanted not, the pie. not the pie you're thinking of. No, I'm talking she about wanted the, the apple pie. pie. Yeah, that's correct. But, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, while that whole thing is happening with Matt and Electra and Roxanne and money and ninjas. Roxanne? Roxanne. <laughs> Someone had to say it sooner or later. I know. Um, meanwhile, Frank is in the hospital and he is, uh, under arrest in the hospital as he recovers and apparently he might be facing execution. Yes, because the public defender and I'm using air finger quotes Mm because he's not very good at his job. I believe the terminology is no, um, there's a whole bunch of stuff wrong in the police statement. And he kind of relays to Nelson and Murdoch that this is looking to be an open shot case with the death penalty and an out of state what was it Delaware? Delaware. They still have the death penalty, and Frank killed all those bikers in Delaware. Delaware. Hi, I'm, I'm in, in Delaware. Delaware. That's right. It's. I'm in Delaware. That movie is probably the most exposure the state of Delaware has gotten. <laughs> Since the colonial times. Pretty much. I'm just saying. So, this kind of goes along with uh, Karen asking questions about Frank. Digging deeper, not only with stuff she was doing at Daily Not Bugle. Um, <laughs> the Not Daily Bugle. <laughs> the Not Daily Bugle. Um, well, this guy, this this public defender, he goes to Matt Nelson and Murdoch to take Karen's statement down, and she basically says, like, everything that you have here about the case is incorrect. Yeah. Who gave this to you? Oh, the district attorney gave this to me. This is, this is all released from her office or whatever in the police reports. 
someone is going up the works on the facts of Frank Castle's background yeah. and his incoming trial. And this does not sit well with Matt or Foggy or Karen. Yeah, well, it. I don't think Foggy could care less. Either. No. Foggy just wants to pose much distance between Nelson and Murdoch and Frank Castle. True. As as he can. But Matt and Karen it, are a little more concerned about, you know, the truth. Yeah. And even though Foggy is the one who has the most comic booky line in the entire episode, at the end of the episode, where he's like, hope your schedule's clear. The People versus Frank Castle starts next week. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit of a comic booky line. It works. No, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just he's just a, he's he's a smart ass. He makes it work. <laughs> so, Foggy is cued into a couple realities in this episode. Yeah, first reality is that he is now Frank Castle's attorney. Yeah. Which is the last thing he wanted to be when he woke up in the morning. Thanks, Matt. And he's also been cued into the reality that Matt and Karen have elevated their relationship, evolved their relationship, changed the parameters. I think as they would say on the Facebooks, it's complicated. (sighs) (laughs) You know what drives me crazy, Drew? You know what drives me absolutely nuts? And I'm sorry, I am going to generalize because I've never met a man who's been like this. Okay. Careful. Mind careful now. I don't want to label it. You know what, Drew? Yeah. If it looks like a duck. Yeah. Swims like a duck. Uh-huh. Quacks like a duck. Drops out of the sky after getting shot by the light zapper like a duck. Uh-huh. Gets picked up by a dog and laughs. Lying yep. in dog's hands. Well, he, if you if you miss, he laughs yeah. at you. You know what? It's a duck. Okay. You guys are dating. Just just call it what it is. All right. Just just say what it is. Well, dating. you know, there's the whole degree of they don't want to offend Foggy because they, you know. If you feel like I'm generalizing, folks, by all means, send us a line. Okay. Talk about Matt here, or just you know, people on Facebook. No, I'm talking just about the whole we're not labeling it thing that drives me crazy. Okay. I mean, you know. I have a friend who's like that. All right. She's living with a guy. Oh, yeah. They're, they're dating. She is, with that, she is with this guy all the time. Is she Evan. seeing other people? Not to my knowledge. They're, 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 they're dating. But she doesn't like to label it. She doesn't like labels. Dude. Uh, <laughs> You're, you're dating. You're dating. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Boyfriend and girlfriend. Now, if you guys are just bumping uglies once in a while and living in your own place, that's different. But yeah, I, I mean, there's definitely a line where it's just sure. friends with benefits and then like relationship. But it's clear that no, no, you live together. Yeah, Matt and Karen are in a relationship at this point. They are in a romantic relationship. They are boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, but they're feeling it out. They're. They're, how can I phrase this? They're in the early stages, but... They're coming into an understanding of their new reality. Okay, but maybe they're not fully that there yet. That new reality you? being their boyfriend and girlfriend. All right, all right. Just saying. Okay. So, but yeah, Foggy sees this, and he's just taking it back a little bit. Well, there's a, there's a few things in play here with that. One... I think Foggy still has a little thing for Karen, even though he might not want to admit it now that there, she's been around a while. He but probably, I think he, yeah, he probably does, but I think it's evolved. But there's a, there's a bigger one, though. There's a bigger issue. Foggy is cued in 
to Matt's nightlife. Yes. And now he sees Matt getting involved with Karen, who they care about. Yes. How Foggy also cares about as a yeah. as a as a, as a mm-hmm. coworker and as a friend. Yeah. Yeah. He knows how hard He's it is to be protective. Matt's friend. Yes. Yeah. So now bring Karen into the fold, bring her closer even. Yeah. That could get dangerous. This episode seemed I don't want to say lighter because a lot of stuff did happen in this episode. But it didn't have the emotional impact of last episode. No, last like last three episodes. Yeah. No, this was it more. Was, ex- this is more of an execution. Let's get the plot moving. Episode. Yeah, this is kind of kicking in the high gear with the because you know, at one point Electra picks up Matt for a party. That's they go to the, swank, swanky party. They go to the swanky party. Yes, the Yakuza party. Yes, which Matt plays the blind card. Yes, he does masterfully. And they infiltrate the Nakatomi Tower. I know it's not really called that, but it kind of sounded like it. A little bit. A little, little bit. bit. I was looking for Hans Gruber. He wasn't there, but <laughs> it's okay. Japanese Hans was there. He had a finger collection. Yes, finger box. That's not weird. And at what point did he ever say Yakuza? I guess he didn't. So if he's not Yakuza, who 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 could he be working for? The foot! Uh, oh, there's a <laughs> swerve. That's a crossover that has to happen someday. Yes! Just, I'd it's such an easy story. Of course it is! Clan war between the hand and the foot with Matt and the turtles caught in between. Boom. Okay. There you go. Sold. Right itself. This, this all works. Hollywood? No. Shredder no, actually, versus no correction. Boo? No Hollywood. Yeah, Leave no, Hollywood out no, of this. No, no. Marvel? IDW? Let's get, let's get talking. Yeah. yeah. Shredder I, versus Nobu? Come on. Shredder versus anybody. Shredder versus Daredevil? That's a fight I want to see. Uh, yes, that kind of has to happen now. Now that we're saying it, it, it definitely has to happen. And you know, if they're heroes and they meet, there has to be a misunderstanding and they have to fight. It's part of the, it's part of the deal. Pretty confident Matt could take Dante and Michelangelo. Uh, could Matt take Leonardo and Raphael? I'm talking just one-on-one scenarios here. I'm going to say he could use Raph's rage against him somehow. He might have a tough time with Leonardo. I, I could see those two fighting new stands, though. Yeah. We're nerds. It's okay. We are. <laughs> Oaks. <laughs> and then at some point, Stick has to fight uh, Splinter. That almost wouldn't make as much sense. Because Stick's not really in the picture in Daredevil anymore. He's not, but, you know. Is he dead in the comics? I don't know. I think so. Maybe. Maybe right. not. I'm not really... I'm not sure. I should know this, but I don't know. Yeah. Let's put it this way. He hasn't shown up in a long time, so I'm going to say he's presumed dead. Maybe. Maybe. We can uh, get some Punisher versus Casey Jones. Now you're talking. <laughs> oh, they can hit the streets together. Gungala, gungala. That'd be pretty dope. Yes, I'm okay with this. Maybe then, then, then Punisher can get his own hockey mask with a skull painted on it. <laughs> pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Be awesome. So they're doing the whole. They're still. They're there for the Roxxon Ledger, right? Yeah. The their criminal ledger. Yes. Which we get to see Matt use his powers in some cool new ways in this episode yeah. too. Yeah. Really, like you kind of figure safe cracking is a given, of course. But the whole like. 
the electrical field being given off by the wall. That was really, really cool. Really interesting display of what he can do. I almost feel like they might want to play that up more in some yeah. way in, in future episodes. Because that's like a very... Uh, I'd never seen that done before in the show. And yeah. it's like, oh, we could do that all, the whole time? They do that more. Yeah, and when they're trying to leave the party, it's kind of like he has the whole Metal Gear Solid radar thing <laughs> going. <laughs> he didn't get in a cardboard box at any point, though. So Yeah. But, um, yeah, basically most, most of the Matt and Electra stuff in this episode is just them in the party, like, beating up or, or hiding from ninjas. Yeah, from and it's cool. Ninjas. It, but like we said, the last three episodes have been very emotionally heavy. Yeah, this is uh, more very, plot advancement. Getting the plot going. Yeah. Um, but they do get the ledger, and they're reading the ledger, and all, you know, the usual criminal stuff is in there, drugs, human trafficking, yada, yada. But then there's stuff that's encoded, and they don't know what it is. Yeah. And basically, they, they come to the conclusion that if they're willing to put drugs, guns, and trafficking in, in clear-as-day English in here, why is this other stuff in code, and what the heck could it possibly be? What is so important that it has to be encoded after all this other stuff? Yeah. So there's something else going on. Yeah. Roxxon's into some dirty stuff. And also another... Interesting um, subplot to this episode is Karen's connecting with Frank. Right. That's the other side of the the story. And it almost seems that, you know how we've discussed in the past that this was kind of beginning in the past couple shows have followed it, the two-act format to the Marvel Netflix shows. Mm -hmm. This show was kind of, this season of this show was kind of the first one to do it. It almost seems like Karen and Foggy are still in act one where Matt has moved on to act two. Yes, kind of. But unlike, you know, say Luke Cage, where it's two halves of a show yeah. demarcated by the midpoint in the in the series, Daredevil Season 2, where a lot of people like to point and say this is where it started, like that trend. Yeah. Um, not really, based on what I'm seeing. This is all kind of going concurrently. Now, I know Frank does kind of go away for a little while, but not really. He, kinda, he, he still gets scenes. He has, and, he has his own story. Yeah. He has his own little journey. So... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too... I don't think Daredevil Season 2 has a, a real problem with being two shows, uh, the front half and the back half. It's all kind of going on concurrently. Individual episodes get split up between characters, yeah. but the show itself doesn't take a sudden turn. Yeah. We don't get a Diamondback turn, for instance. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So that uh, that more or less everything that happens in this episode is a good episode. Well, hang on. We, we didn't get to what, what, what what's going to happen with Frank, though. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. My bad. He uh, opens up to, to Karen about you know his family a little bit and and his his seal training and yeah. all that business and not seal but his sniper training. Um, I found that part actually kind of funny, where he tries to like make up with Karen, being like, "You were never in any real danger when I was going after Grotto." Yeah. You were using a shotgun. That's what sir. I said. Like you, you had a shotgun. It's, it's not a precision weapon. No, and he's shooting at her. That's when you want to make mess. Yeah, I, Frank, buddy. I mean, that's one little flaw I have with uh, this episode. Well, with with the Punisher and his mode of operations, and now they're trying yeah. to like. I'm not going to say redeem him, but come on, dude. You you went at it with a shotgun. Yeah. Um. But he's got a, he's going to cop a plea, and he's good. They tell him we got you twenty five years minimum possibility of parole. We got the death penalty taken off the table, 
and the triple homicide reduced to one homicide and like and again you will yeah. be up for parole in 25 years just got to plead guilty frank doesn't plead guilty no. he pleads not guilty and threatens to kill the da because karen has relayed to him that reyes is trying to clear something up yeah so i think frank's kind of putting stuff together in his head that the da is in with the disclosed. mob yeah the da yeah. wants is trying to bury him why he wants to know why too yeah so he knows they're up to no good so he pleads not guilty, leading us to the trial of Frank Castle upcoming. Also, slight observation, and I don't know how to read it necessarily. Frank uh, relives the day his family was killed, right? On the carousel. Yes. And he says, you know, in, in hindsight, he should have saw it coming. But he also says when he was there, he heard them all coming. He heard it happening, and he did nothing. Question about that. Is that sort of, kind of, a nod to the Punisher Born series where we established pretty much that Frank was already who he was pre-murder of his family and that the murder of his family was the final sort of uh, to be that guy the killing of his family is basically the payment to allow himself to be that guy forever and is is him saying that I did nothing a, a slight wink and a nod saying like this is who he is, and at that moment, he knew it and let it happen. I don't necessarily think so. I think in the context of the show, it's survivor's remorse. Um, I don't like... I think if you say that about the Punisher, if you say he was always this guy and that you know he just let his family die, I think it takes away what the character... It just it takes away from the character. It's okay. sort of like, to use probably not the best example, it's sort of like in the movie Spider-Man 3 when they made it that, you know, Sandman accidentally killed Uncle Ben. Oh, yeah. You just took away Spider-Man's whole reason for being Spider-Man. Yeah, that was a bad decision. Yeah. That movie's 20 years old. Spider-Man 3? No, 10 years old. I'm sorry. Slow down, yeah. man. <laughs> Ten years old. Holy God, I felt I felt really old for me. Like, wait, what? Um. So yeah. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think in like I said in the context of the show, I think it's survivor's remorse. All right. Um. But yeah, I don't think you can't really take that approach with with Frank. Okay. So. All right. right. Fair enough. So yeah, good episode. Now, folks, we got a surprise for you. Oh, what? We have a new segment on the show. Closing arguments. It kind of blow my mind right now. And it, closing arguments, I know, doesn't necessarily work for what it's going to be, but it works in the context of you know the, the last segment of the show. show. Yeah, sure. Closing arguments is going to be where we ask you a question. Oh, look viewers, at you! And you can respond to the question at the following uh, sources. You can tweet us back. At face at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. 
You can email us at thedevilsdopod at gmail.com or you can find all his resources on thedevilsdopodcast.com. Our question for you this week, listeners, is you heard us talk about what we're reading and what we're enjoying in comics. If you read comics, what are you reading that you can recommend to us? What's good that you're reading? So, yeah, simple question this week to start it off. And I would, can, I, can I amend it? Sure. What are you reading? Why are you recommending? Why are you recommending it to us? What do you like about it? And what would you how, sell us on your favorite comic books? Yeah, yeah, and we will read your answers on the next episode. There you go. So that being said, any uh, any final thoughts? No, that's good. I like this new concept, and let's see how it goes. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Please spread the word on the show. Uh, retweet, share our new episode announcements. Review us on iTunes. Uh, Again, we appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening. Court is adjourned.